Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, great to have you with us on the show today. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Cubits 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Tim Johnson in a few moments. But first, our play-by-play call of the day. Here's Cunningham, accelerates down the lane. Lost it, pops up in the air, though, to Sutton, who rescues it. Shovels away to McMahon for a three. Got it! He may not miss again. Unless... Fifteen. I don't even know what would make him miss. Fifteen for McMahon, 53-41 Louisville. He is a sight to behold when he gets going. It's interesting because Louisville went into Chapel Hill and blew out North Carolina three weeks ago. North Carolina came back to the KFC <coughs> Yum Center and uh, was able to beat Louisville, but then Louisville goes on the road to Castle Coliseum and beat Virginia Tech last night. All right, that's your play-by-play call of the day, and it is Penn State-Ohio State week. Lady Line basketball team at Ohio State tomorrow night. Men's basketball team at Ohio State on Thursday night. Friday, it's Penn State wrestling at Ohio State. It's Penn State-Ohio State week, and the capper for the week will be the wrestling match between two of the top programs in the country. Tim Johnson of Big Ten Network, who always does brilliant work on wrestling, joins us now. Tim, thanks for being with us. Well, thank you, Steve. I mean, it's just, I mean, for a wrestling guy, it's just fun to hear a big-time announcer like you saying the capper is uh, wrestling, because it is. I mean, it's number one and number two, but uh, uh, it it just gives me goosebumps, and it makes me feel good. Well, it is because it's something that especially people in our area are really excited about. And what makes this a great dual meet always will be the matchups. Tim, you've been going through it. You've got some, on any given night, there are probably four or five weight classes that would be, quote, the marquee matchup, and you've got it all rolled into one night, correct? Oh, I mean, it's it's going to be incredible. And, and you're exactly right that people would be probably surprised sometimes those well, wrestling people understand that sometimes the matchups aren't the ones you think they are. Yeah, exactly right. So let's, you know, Penn State against Michigan, uh, as expected, did not do all that well in the lower weights. So can Ohio State build an advantage in the lower weights until they get to some of those marquee matchups? Oh, absolutely. They're, Ohio State is favored. Uh, out of the gate if they start at 125 and they're, they'll be favored for the first four matches. I mean, and so they'll build up, uh, what people, if they tune in, will go, oh my gosh, uh, if it goes according to rankings, goes according to uh, how it is. It is in Columbus, so therefore, um, if the favorites for Ohio State aren't as big a favorite as Penn State, sometimes the, uh, home, uh, court, uh, takes care of that. And so, uh, if it goes according to how it should go, um, they'll be out a minimum of 12 to nothing going into 157. Now, of course, I mean, I think 125 is a big, uh, big time um, uh, match up. Ohio State's favored, but uh, uh, I'm just impressed with the uh, uh, the resilience of Devin, uh, your 25 pounder. Devin uh, Shop, yeah. 
and um, and then whether I don't know the situation with RBY um, and uh, at 133, but he hasn't been in the lineup. Uh, maybe you can enlighten us on that. And then uh, 141, uh, one of your best wrestlers, not one of your top five, but one of your best wrestlers. I really love Nick Lee. Well, he's going up against a guy I, I don't think ever wrestled better than his, in his life, Joey McKenna. And um, and then at 149, uh, Micah Jordan, is um, he, he's going to contend for the title. And that's not... Um, at, at this time, whether it's uh, Ruclaren or uh, Berge, um, it's that's not where they land in the uh, ranking. But then we get to Nolf, and uh, that's when it <laughs> starts getting real exciting for Penn State. Yeah, no question about it. And again, we're not sure about what's going to happen uh, at 133. I think that one is, I mean, that, that'll be, you know, I'm waiting to hear what Kale has to say about that. It did not, you know, He'll eventually be back, but is it this week? We don't know. Uh, I want to ask you about uh, when you look at Nolf and Nickel in particular, pair of two-time defending national champs, what have they done stylistically to advance the sport, Tim? I think they've shown every young wrestler that uh, don't be afraid to let it all out. Let it fly. Um, uh, get, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, uh, if if you don't enjoy the sport, enjoy letting it fly, enjoy getting into danger positions and knowing how to come out of them, uh, enjoy the fight, then you're not going to enjoy wrestling to its fullest. Those two have shown how to enjoy the sport to its fullest. And it starts with just their mindset. Kale goes out, and when he's um, recruiting, and right now, his recruiting is, hey, if Kale's interested, there's not a wrestler that's not interested in Penn State. So that's an advantage to have, but he'll go into a room, and he's looking to see, why is this guy wrestling? Is he wrestling because his parents want him to? Is he wrestling because of the tradition of the high school? Is he wrestling because he loves the sport? And uh, when you watch Null for Nickel, they're not afraid to get taken down in practice, to go to their back. Because they're figuring out every position, they're not even—they're not fearful of getting taken down all, out on the mat because they want to. Um, you know, they're, it's not about not getting beat for them; it's about how good can we get. And so that's—they have taken the eyes off the scoreboard. If you really watch their careers and 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 put it on measuring their success according to how good they can get, if that makes sense. It does make sense. Uh, now, let's go the other end. Everybody has to win in their own way. Nickel and Nolf have their way of winning, especially the flair with which Nickel wrestles. But when you look at Vincenzo Joseph and you look at Mark Hall, normally they don't quote, let, let's use a, a football basketball term, they don't only blow anybody out, uh, but they win. Uh, when you look at them, how close to the line are they all the time, in your opinion, Tim, where, yeah, they do end up winning, but, boy, they sure do it in such a way where you're worried until the final 30 seconds. Yeah, I think the difference between those two, um, you, what you said is right on. Now, guess who's not worried? Neither of them. Right. So they're, they're not scared of losing. So they're not worried about their style. It is their style. It is what they do, and they totally don't expect to lose. And so you're right. 
um, live by the sword, die by the sword. Same way with <laughs> Bo and, and Nolf, in one sense, I mean, in their different styles. But uh, um, yeah, I, they do. Uh, Chenzo and Hall can both end the match as fast as uh, Nolf and Bo with big throws. They just have a, a sense that um, they, um, they, they, you're right, they have their way of winning, and um, it, it could be that uh, we watch Hall and Chenzo uh, get beat in an NCAA finals, and um, it will be because um, they kept it that close. But they win 95% of the time or more in with their style, and so you're right. And and that's what I love about Kale and Penn State's program is they really allow for your style to be uh, then um, accentuated. And wherever you have the most joy in the sport, um, we're just going to help you be the best you. And then there's Anthony Kassar. Kassar uh, is a guy everybody develops Tim at their own rate. I mean, some guys come out and they can go right in the first year and they can end up being a four-time champion. You know, a Kyle Dake, whomever. Okay, uh, and then there's a guy like Kassar who's on nobody's radar and develops into what he is today. How impressed have you been by the progress he's made and how he's not only developed as a wrestler but also how he's developed his body? Well, you go back to something you said earlier, What you know, um, or maybe a point I made. What are they showing the wrestling world? He's showing a very, very important thing, especially um, Qatar last year. Very disappointing. I mean, it's certainly not the decision he wanted when Shakur uh, Rashid was picked over him. We don't know why. We just know that you trust the coaches. Well, look at that. Qatar, that's just a testament. He trusts the coaches. They didn't go his way. And then he looks at what's going on, and he says, I want to wrestle. I love this sport. Um, I can either go down, I can go up. Probably not going to beat out Bo, and neither is that the best for the team. And I think I can go up. And, boy, there's a couple of things going on here. The way he handled last year not being put in the lineup, when you could have chosen him. He and Shakur were that close. And then um, he... So I love that, and that says, hey, um, you know, I, one of my favorite Bible verses is First Peter 5, 6, humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, and in due time he'll lift you up. Right. Boy, I'll tell you what, when you have that kind of attitude, then you're always going to be ready. Kassar was ready, but he made himself ready. I'm going up to heavyweight, and I'm going up against all-American Nevels, and I'm just going to see how good I can be. And what he did with his body... Um, and you know he did it right. Uh, that took a lot of discipline, and that started last March. That started last March. And so I'm really, really impressive with Kassar. And, and um, I mean, he could win an NCAA title this year. That's, 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 what, that's the opportunity he's given himself. And the fact that the coaches have that kind of trust with their um, athletes, that's the kind of opportunity now the coaching style is giving this this young man. And then you look at Nevels, who's, yeah. wow. Well, I think he has the same kind of huge. I'd be disappointed if he wasn't disappointed. But right. I think he trusts. I mean, there's no pointing fingers that it's not fair. Um, it, it, these guys are coming out of a program that's helping them um, get ready for life, and that's what's important. That's really important. Uh, when you look at Miles Martin, 
Colin Moore, Micah Jordan. You want you know the old saying is you either get better, you get worse, you never stay the same. Where are those three guys better, Tim, when you've watched them? Miles Martin, I might call the most improved wrestler I've seen in the last four years. I believe he will be right there with whoever you want to put there representing us in the world and the Olympics. Uh, I think he's the whole package. I think his um, I think I've seen him grow as, and mature. I mean, that young man had to go through the whole summer knowing that if I would have won, OSU probably would have won the NCAAs. Um, he's never redshirted. Uh, he's developed his body. He's resilient. Um, so you can tell I'm very impressed with Miles Martin. I mean, uh, obviously impressed with what Bo Nickel did. I mean, I, I had to call, you know, and what he did in the NCAA finals when I thought he was dead, when um, Martin had him dead to right. But I'm just, boy, Miles Martin is um, going to be very, very hard to beat, and I think he's just beginning to scratch the surface for his his talent. And then Colin Moore, same thing. I mean, I, I think he had a step back last year. Uh, Kassar beat him in the dual meet, and I think yeah. that he was – you know, if you wrestle Kyle Snyder every day in the um, in the wrestling room, you're going to get beat down a little bit. And he had, he had, was traveling in the middle of the year for a uh, uh, international meet and the whole bit. And I thought his freshman year, uh, his uh, his his signature was attack, attack, attack. Last year, I think he took a step back. I think he's back there. So that's kind of a neat weight class to look at because I think he and Bo are the two best. But I would. My point is, I'm not sure that uh, uh, Colin Moore is um, to the place where uh, we'll, we'll see where he's at in challenging uh, Bo. Um, but uh, I'm very impressed with who Colin Moore is as a person and as a worker and his attitude. And uh, that Micah Jordan, I think he set himself up to win an NCAA title. We just saw, I mean, probably the favorite is Rutgers. I think if you're asking me, and I'm the Big Ten announcer, sure. there's an opportunity right. the Big Ten could sweep um, the NCAA championships this year. And one of the reasons is it's either going to be Ashnall um, uh, from Rutgers, or and, and they've never had an NCAA champion. And or Micah Jordan, he's come down from 157 to 149. Um, and so those are three very impressive um, wrestlers. And I think the dual meet on Friday night is everybody would say it's a 5 5 um, dual meet when you look at it. Which then means bonus points, Tim. And, 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 and you know, that just makes, uh, that just makes Penn State wrestlers. Uh, you know, chomp on, on the bit. You know, they just get excited about that because there's nobody that's more um, known for uh, their bonus points, the excitement they, they do. It's not a fluke. They work at it. They're always working for bonus points. So when your your muscle memory says bonus points, is a lot easier than if you hadn't been going that direction. And uh, so it does mean bonus points. And I would say that uh, here's the deal. Would Penn State be more favored to get some bonus points, yes, but we're in Columbus. I love what Tom Ryan's done uh, with his team, always contending, always knocking, winning three out of the last four um, Big Ten championships. So you uh, you got to say, hey, the Big Ten championships go through Columbus. The NCAA championship, seven out of eight for Penn State, it's a different story, and yet Ohio State has been right there, four runner-ups and a winner. And, uh, and so 
being home in Columbus with a packed St. John Arena, you go, huh, okay, is that, the, is that what evens it out? And people ask me, where's the, you know, in 33 years of broadcasting college wrestling, where's your favorite place to uh, call a meet? I go, anywhere it's sold out and it's a top five <laughs> matchup. I mean, it's just, it doesn't matter. Rec Hall, uh, Bryce Jordan, St. John's, Shot Center, Carver Hawkeye, if it's sold out, and we're going to have a sold out arena on Friday night. And it's going to be awesome. Friday at 8.30. You're already ready to call it now. I can't wait to hear it. Tim, thanks so much for the valuable time you gave us today. I know you're preparing for the big one on Friday. Thank you. Well, uh, you're welcome. I saw your face last night. Big win for uh, the Nittany Lions basketball team. I, I mean, I saw you on TV there uh, making the call. And uh, um, thank you for, uh, uh, you know, a great career um, in uh, announcing Penn State. That must be a lot of fun. And I have to say this, too. I love I love Jeff Byers' call, his faithfulness oh, yes. and his commitment to Penn State. I just... I just get excited when anybody's that excited about our sport, and, and nobody can listen to him without going, wow. <laughs> you excited. are so right about that. Yes, Jeff is incredible. So, hey, thanks a lot, Steve, and thanks for um, lifting up the sport of wrestling. Of course, like you said, it's not hard at Penn State, I mean, because uh, that is a program you guys can be proud of. No question. Thank you, Tim, so much. I'm looking forward to hearing you on Friday. All right, thank you. Tim Johnson, he'll be making the call on BTN Friday night when Penn State wrestles Ohio State in St. John Arena. He mentioned St. John. Oh, you know, the the old arenas. That was always my favorite road arena in the Big Ten in terms of an arena. My favorite road arena in the Big Ten had been St. John. I love that place. But this is really great. And they moved to the shot. Shot's a beautiful arena, but it's probably 7,000 seats too big. Oh, well, that's another topic for another time. We'll come back with more in a moment. Brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, on News Radio 1070 WKOK. All right, great to have you with us on the show today. Here tomorrow with Bob Sochi, and then uh, when the show's over, there's a 7 o'clock fight to Columbus that somebody has to be on, and then uh, Thursday show will be in Columbus. And Friday, we'll settle back in here to the Sunbury Motors studio. Nice, cozy, and comfortable. Did we actually keep track of the prop bets? Or? Nah, not really. Oh, thank goodness. Oh. <laughs> They were kind of going rapid fire. It was tough to mark all them down. <laughs> oh. I was waiting. A, I was waiting to get a text from from your brother Kevin the King. Who's leading in the prop bets? <laughs> oh, no. oh. I think one guy gave up after the national anthem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I said he texted me and I said, "What's that about?" <laughs> I think he was like. I think he thought I was playing games with him. I'm like, two oh one. What? I thought he was texting me the time. I don't know. I what the heck. I'm currently having dinner and uh, right, just outside right of Chicago, and it's it's just after it's well past six oh one. Well, you know, 
looked over at Ergo at one point and said, when are they going to kick off? He goes, not yet. Okay. okay. Went up and got a bowl of fruit. (laughs) When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Well, I was just talking to Sean off the air. We finally have come up with the new saying for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Taking the word professional out of professional football. (laughs) No? Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, when you've had it, that's bad. (laughs) When you've had it, of all people, you... Hey, I was I was one of those people right there, front of the line, drinking the business's booming Kool Aid, and it's just it just floors me as to how much of a one hundred and eighty degree turn Antonio Brown has made, you know, from joining the Steelers and being that great story out of Central Michigan, sixth round draft pick. Hmm, who was that other famous sixth round draft pick that people sure. talk about that was chosen one ninety nine that year? Oh yes, TB twelve, but. Uh, he can't get out of. They can't get rid of him. Uh, I I know that they're they're going to wait probably at least a month or so till the new football year starts. And I think, but if he just keeps getting in his way in his own way, and he just keeps making front page or or like in New York City page six headlines, it's going to be more difficult to trade this guy. Who will who else will want that headache out there? They're going to put results over character if the Steelers are able to pull off a trade with with Antonio Brown. Well, the way we're going there, I thought you were talking about the digital media group. Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, Holy mackerel. You know, just, you know, like, just interchange the names. Uh, so, <laughs> I, remember, I remember when they had to make the big decision about which receiver to keep. Wallace or Antonio Brown. Now, Wallace, a big-time home run hitter, the whole deal, but he's also, that's what he does. He runs deep. They kept 
what I thought at the time was the right guy in Antonio Brown, and he has turned in. I mean, spectacular seasons, great catches and the clutch numbers over and over again. I remember when he when he first got going, you know, in terms of recognition. I remember Pacifico Bakery out of Altoona had him do ads. I thought, well, that's great. It's good for him. That'll be fun. All right now. <laughs> He is out of control. Well, our great friend of the show, Jerry Dulac, from the Steelers Radio Network, uh, on one of the stations in Pittsburgh for, I, I, it may have been two seasons. I know it was at least one, but two seasons. One of the Tuesday night shows, he co-hosted with Antonio Brown. Well, as the mm-hmm. weeks went on, now let's see. When's it going to show up? 7.05, not here. 7.10, not here. Season would go on. 7.20, still not here. Oh, we're now we're past seven thirty. Show's half over. A B not here yet. It, it, it just turned into a it turned into a running gag. You know, right. It's the burning question every week: Is A B gonna show up? Oh man, that's awful. So I mean, there's one guy who's seen both sides of it too. Old Jerry D. Yeah, he has seen both sides of it. I mean, you so have great stories. You so, have great so, stories so, in that team. Like James so Conner, cancer survivor, fights his way to make it onto the team. You got guys that'll, you know, fight tooth and nail. I mean, the great story about Alejandro Villanueva, you know, uh, uh, American yeah. veteran, and, uh, you know, carves his niche and makes his way onto the offensive line, one of the best O lines in the league. And then you got a complete 180 with all these other, you know, knuckleheads and nincompoops that, uh, yeah, they're great on the field between the lines, but. What happens off the field? So you're saying that Antonio Brown probably would not have gotten off the plane from Chicago last night and recorded the update show <laughs> at at two thirty in the morning. <laughs> he probably would on one of his burner phones. Probably had a phone call and had something to take care of. So <laughs> just asking. Ah. But no, it's just uh, going forward. It's just going to be interesting to see. Oh, that's right. I remember a couple of years ago, there was a story, the Steelers story when uh, Mike Tomlin took away their, was it their ping pong privileges <laughs> in the facility? Oh, okay. Oh boy. Yeah, that'll teach them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I guess we'll go back to the weight room and do four more sets of eight. <laughs> I think I'll buy a pool table. <laughs> so we couldn't play ping pong. Oh. Well, they got other they got other concerns they gotta deal with with uh their first round pick coming up in April. Uh, I know there's lots of outside linebackers that are it's not it's not quarterback rich this year, but uh kids coming out of college, but outside linebacker looks pretty good. Get someone on the other side of T J Watt. And they got to figure out what they're going to do, too, with Bud Dupree. Well, again, here is one of the problems that the league faces in terms of trying to get the Patriots thrown off their game. It turns out in this particular year, this is a, a draft of depth where you're going to do really well in the second through fourth rounds. That's the way it goes. Okay? In this particular year, this year is really heavy on the trenches, too. Well, guess who has six picks between 32 and 100? The New England Patriots. 
They have six picks between 32 and 100. Who knows? They may even parlay a few and, more bonus ones and, if they decide to slide and, down on a few of them. Well, I think it's the opposite. I think they're going to parlay some of those picks and roll it to move up in the draft. So every this time could you turn, they could ca- every, so cash in this every, year. That's different for every, them. Every time you turn around, you keep thinking that are they the ones that are going to roll up in the draft to a higher spot and pick Kyler Murray. Ooh. Mm. Mm-hmm. He might be better than Joshua Dobbs. Yeah, I got nothing on that. You could be right. <laughs> could be? You could be right on that. <laughs> yeah. Could be? Wow. That's uh But how many how many selections would they have to give up to pull that off? Three or four? Oh, probably two. Probably they could probably do it with two picks. And like a pick or two next year or the year after that? What to move up to in the middle? They could two picks and maybe one next year. That's well, a, if they yeah, to get Kyler, yeah. They'd have to parlay what, three or four picks to move up. Three, two in this year's draft because of the depth of the draft because they've got six picks between thirty-two and one hundred. Well, you take two of those, which are valuable, and maybe a second round one next year, and that's enough. You don't have to do any more than that. Yeah, but Tom's going to play till he's forty-five, so that's what three more years. Yeah, and it also gives him time to develop. Yeah, you can go over to Fenway Park, take some swings. <laughs> well, let's see. How long did it take for the late Steve McNair to get on the field? That was, what, three years, right? Yeah, three years. Three years. Maybe, probably two years too late on that. I think they waited too long. So. Because um, once he got going. Wow. It's just incredible what the Patriots have done. It's like, oh my God, what are you doing? You're getting rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. I thought you could have sworn I could have sworn you guys drafted him because uh, you know you're looking long term. Sooner or later, he's you know the 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 playbooks can now get, get thrown on his lap when Tom finally you know turns the corner. But who got the last laugh? I mean, they've been stockpiling picks and still winning. But I think Neil's right, and I feel the same way. I think that the Super Bowl that you have this year had its lowest viewership in 10 years because there's Patriots fatigue. There are many out there that didn't feel the Rams legitimately should be there because of the call in the New Orleans game. You had a boycott in New Orleans. The St. Louis market is not going to watch them because of the move. You know, Los Angeles isn't a great market. I mean, I know they've got a 44 rating in Los Angeles, which is fine. But, I mean, there's several elements. But I think the NFL, and through no fault of its own, I mean, you can't control the play. The first 12 months of the 12 weeks of the season, I thought there was dynamic play. Like, holy, look at all these touchdowns being put up and moving up and down the field, and it's fun. Great. The last month, it warped back into being a tractor pull. 
And the NFL, in my opinion, did not have a good week last week. Just did not. The Roger Goodell press conference was not great when it came to talking about what happened with the officiating. It wasn't great. Uh, He handled it as well as he could, but it's still not a good look. They canceled the Maroon 5 press conference because they knew that was trouble. And and there was no compelling story. What's the compelling story? Jared Goff? I mean, guy who had a losing record in college? Most quarterbacks picked in the first round that have a losing record in college do not fare well in the NFL. And he got off to a great start after really not after being no better than okay his first year. His second year, the Rams got better. He did okay. This year he got off to a great start, but as soon as he lost Cooper Cup, they don't have the depth. That the Rams don't have the depth. They just don't. That's one of the issues the Rams have is their lack of depth and it showed up. I talked about the Rams' lack of depth back in December. It was not a compelling week. There was nothing exciting about it. You know, the rating is not made of the diehard fan. The diehard fan's going to be there no matter what. The rating is made in getting the casual fan interested. Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and the Patriots. Well, great. I mean, I can turn on AMC and watch Titanic for the 12th time, too. It's the same movie over and over again. Well, that's interesting. Oh, what about the Rams? Nah, you know, and, and, you know. And believe me, I thought CBS, in terms of broadcasting the game, did as well as they absolutely possibly could have broadcast the game. Jim Nance, Tony Romo did as well as they possibly could they were handed very little to work with. And I think what made Tony Romo great, especially Sunday night's broadcast, he just had a relaxed tone in his voice. You you couldn't tell him that 100 million people were watching the game. He was just there up there describing the game. Yeah, exactly. And I, I thought they the two of them did a really good job with it. Really good job. Uh, so... I mean, considering because they were they were handed nothing. Well, and then the post game, you had all those photographers going down, and you could barely see. I mean, if Tracy Wilson wasn't wearing that white jacket, you you couldn't spot yeah. her on those overhead shots. I felt so bad for her. And, uh, I did not watch a second of the post game. Yeah, there uh, just there must have been I, a, like a semicircle, like a crescent moon of about. 25 or so photographers, all with the same big lenses, all trying to get upward-down shots on Tom Brady, and it's like, uh, you're all grasping for the same shot. I mean, mean, with all the security that the NFL mandates and has out there throughout the stadium, you can have some out there to, uh, you know, keep only a few number of photographers, you know, so at least the players can get to coaches and congratulate them, and then, obviously, you know, she gets the first interview. Right. Well, they paid for it. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, no, they did. They paid for it. Uh, you know, the guy with the with the lens paid. You know, gets reimbursed for going down there. But the but CBS paid for that interview. You know, that's you know that's part of televising it. Um. All right. We'll come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors.
All right, great to have you with us. Tomorrow is the late signing period for college football. And James Franklin will have a press conference tomorrow. We're going to play uh, portions of it for you so you can get a feel for what he had to say because it's not tomorrow's press conference, let's be honest. Some of it's going to be on recruiting. Some of it's going to be on the guys they just signed. But he's also going to address the transfers. He's also going to address – there. I mean, there will be a long list of things he's going to address. You know, how's Tommy Stevens doing, things like that. All right, so that's all tomorrow on the show. Also, uh, Jared Parker, the new wide receiver coach, is going to be at, at a press conference tomorrow too. They did work out this morning for the first time. Uh, you know, they go through those series of winter workouts, and the ones where the, I think the coaches can go, I want to say Tuesday, Thursday, I believe. Today was the first one. At some point before the month's out, maybe in two weeks, I'll, maybe I'll go over there in two weeks, be there at 5 a.m., go in there, and give everybody a feel for what's going on with that. So that's what's going on with football. And, again, he'll have that press conference tomorrow. And we'll play back part of that for you tomorrow as well. So that'll be good. Looking forward to it. And looking forward to hearing what he has to say on, on a wide variety of topics. And... Uh, more college basketball coming up tonight. Nittany Lion basketball team back on the road Thursday. Jeff Byers is going to join us on the show coming up on Friday. He'll join us from Columbus. That dual meet is 8.30 on Friday night, so just make note of that. The uh, Bob Sochi, the play-by-play voice of the Patriots, will be on tomorrow's show. Thursday show, Ryan Snyder from Rivals.com, Blue White Illustrated on recruiting. Friday, Jeff Byers, the king, by the way, will also join us on the show. You picked the Rams, right? I did not. Who picked the Rams? I thought all th- I thought all three of us picked the Patriots. Oh, maybe the Sioux picked the Rams. Oh, he picked Pat- Oh, that's right. He did pick the Rams. That's right. Well, suddenly... Yeah, I said the three of us picked the Patriots. I didn't include him since he hasn't been doing the pro picks. But uh, you're right. He picked the Rams. But just for the only reason that he didn't want the, he didn't want the Patriots, you know, getting number six and tying the Steelers. That was the only reason why. He didn't look at matchups or anything like that, which you really should do if you want to make some educational picks. Yeah, but if we want somebody to break down Middle Tennessee State <laughs> and and eat up 45 minutes on the show, he's our guy. Yep, that's our guy. <laughs> the Celebration Bowl. Yep. We're... When we have to rush through the last few picks on the show, <laughs> that means he took too long on the on the bowl nobody cares about. Yeah, but he claims last Friday's podca- uh, podcast numbers got a nice spike, nice increase. He was just saying. Was that the first hour? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Which hour was it? You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. You can hear us anywhere in the world with the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app.